This episode is brought to you by Jets Pizza. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets! Now, Jets Pizza didn't even give us any money or anything for this advertisement. I actually paid out of my own pocket for this advertisement on the podcast because that's how much I enjoy Jets Pizza. I would pay to just make more people happy by eating Jets Pizza. It's as simple as that. My favorite over at Jets Pizza is their deep dish, of course. For those of you that have had Jets Pizza, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The deep dish pizza over there, oh my god. It's fluffy, it's crunchy, it's always cooked to perfection so that when you bite into it, it's crispy on the outside, but it melts in your mouth like butter. Oh, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Oh. (laughs) You don't believe me? Well, head on over to Jet's Pizza right now and find out for yourself. I guarantee if you get a deep dish pizza, cheese, pepperoni, whatever the hell you want to put on it, doesn't matter, they got hundreds of toppings. Get over there, stuff some pizza in your mouth, and tell me how quickly your boner rockets out of your pants as soon as you take a bite. That's how you know it's that good. Anyways, don't forget, when you head over to Jet's Pizza and go up to the counter to use promo code BONERJAMS03. Now, it probably won't get you a discount or anything like that, but it'll still be funny if you said that. But I guarantee you'll be happy regardless whether you get a discount or not. So anyways, head on out to Jet's Pizza. I don't care how far of a drive it is for you. It's worth every mile it takes to get there. I promise you. And now, let's start the show. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, I'm Pauly D, and with me is my co-host Brando. What up, boys? And we also have our producer in the studio today, uh, Bry Guy. You there, bud? What's up, Benders? <laughs> awesome. So, uh, want to quickly talk about some awesome stuff in the NHL this week? Break down a few uh, highlights from last week's game and a couple predictions going forward. So, Brando, Brian. I wasn't at the game last week. I was uh, day-to-day with a back injury, um, also called old man. Uh, it's what I'm becoming. So how'd it go, guys? Well, the back is a, a long distance from the heart, right? Isn't that what uh, Herb Brooks said or something like that? We're watching Miracle too much, my friend. Uh, well, I think Bry Guy can attest that our game this last week, uh, we played the Zeppelins this week. We had a solid 4-2 to two victory. Um Brian and I were talking last week that pretty much everything that we say about our beer league team is pretty much wrong for the most part. I mean, uh, I guess Bry's listening to these scores and always thinking that we're saying the wrong scores or we don't know who scored and stuff like that. So, Bry, can you uh, kind of walk us through this last game? Because I, I, I just don't remember shit. I'm just so happy that you have a, a fact checker on this week. <laughs> It's it's frustrating to listen sometimes, but you guys try so hard, and you know we're just so we're so proud of you over there. We get the most important part is that we're winning, and we get the overall idea. But yeah, the details are lost on us. Well, let's uh, let, let's get you some details. Uh, we won four to two, and uh, probably should have been uh, an eight to two game with uh, how many shots we had. It was uh, 
the, the score didn't reflect how, how hard I think we dominated that game. I think Brandon can attest to that. Was this, uh, was this the, the 94 uh, save game, or is that something different I heard about? No, that, was, uh, that took place in the AHL, which we'll get to later. <laughs> okay. um, I'm pretty sure Russell had maybe a solid uh, 10 saves in this game <laughs> because defensively we're so stacked that it's hard for the other team to get shots on us. Um, but I, I think overall, Russell, uh, there was something a little bit different about his game. Brad Guy, do you remember exactly what was different about Russell? Well, he was naked, pretty much. <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, he didn't bring his Under Armour or anything to wear under his gear. No. So he was just straight up naked underneath his gear. <laughs> didn't have socks or anything on either, so the back of his legs were showing. It was hilarious. But he made some pretty outrageous saves to keep us in the game. And um, Brad Guy, you know, I'm going to start calling this guy Pavel Burry if he keeps skating the way he has been lately. You are so much lighter on your feet, and you're getting in the play, and you're getting these loose pucks, buddy. I mean, what's your secret? That, number one, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me, and and, and thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, it's recorded, so you can keep it forever. <laughs> uh, I, I owe it all to uh, Eddie, manager at Played Against Sports. He uh, he sold me a bike via text and the stationery <laughs> that I've been uh, I've been just just cruising on it at, at night before bed, and and. And even even pregame pregame uh, rides, I'm going on to get the legs loose. So I've been a lot stronger on the feet recently. I wanted to. Uh, you were talking about Russ. I wanted to make sure we, we got it out there. Russ made save of the year on goggles last week, Paul. <laughs> goggles. <laughs> and not our goggles, the other team's goggles. Oh you no, know, yeah, your, your your buddy in the pro shop when uh, it was a save and the, the puck went right to the back door and he was standing right there and Russ just went paddle the stick out across the net and stoned him and it went straight up over the air. I think goggles started to smash his stick over the net after, uh, after Russ got him on that one. <laughs> yeah. I think his goggles got a little bit fogged up. He was a little bit heated <laughs> after all that. Man, you probably couldn't see shit afterwards, but yeah, that was, it was three to two. We were winning. Uh, Russell made a fantastic save, cut the in, and then we went down the other way and we ended up scoring. I think, uh, it might've been Reese or Bry took a shot. Um, or sorry, no, it was, it was Eddie that took a shot, and then Reese just banged it home right in the crease. That is exactly how it went down. I'll give you a stat recap right here on the 4-2 to win. We had uh, goals from, I believe Wally had two, didn't he, on, on your line? Yeah, Wally had two. Yep, Wally had two. Coca had an absolute uh, uh, missile from the point that found its way in in the second period. And, yeah, Reese did bang home that one in the third, and he actually followed it in with his body, I think, too. I think, I think everything went into the net on that one. <laughs> that's right as long as the puck crosses uh it, it don't matter right so big yeah it was a, a, a sorry go ahead big thing about the the game of zero penalties the refs put the whistles away and there were definitely a lot of plays that should have been uh should have been called on on both sides not that we ever take penalties but i i always say let the boys play we did i, I say it every week <laughs> that's the first time i ever heard you say that <laughs> i'm gonna start now <laughs> Well, I think overall, another fantastic game. Um, and I look forward to uh, – we play we play the Beer Hawks next week, I believe, at 8.30. So that's going to be uh, just a real barn burner there. So hopefully we'll shut those guys down and girls uh, down. And uh, we'll continue with our winning streak. But I want to jump into the NHL, guys. Best time of the year, playoff time. And we are getting into the conference finals and I can feel 
Brian and Paul's boners from here about the Lightning being in the finals. So let's. Well, I wouldn't say you could feel it. You're just aware I have one. Relax. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a sixth sense. Like I can sense when there's boners around, and it is coming strong from the phone right now. So I'm pretty sure Brian might be whipping one off on the other end of this line. You never know. You can feel mine if you want. Oh God. Okay. See you tonight. Um, so let's go back really quick. Tell me what you guys think about that Lightning and Bruin series. Uh, series. Polly, why don't you start us off really quick? What a strong closeout. I was worried as could be after game one. I was there at game one. Um, didn't look good. Didn't look good at all. Like, um, couldn't solve that first line. And then all of a sudden, did we solve it? Um, and then our other line, our Stamkos Kucherov line woke up, and we just pounded the shit out of them. Um just hit after hit, Paquette, Callahan, it was great. I had a great time watching it. I went to the watch parties. Um, I went to game five. I was there when they closed them out. I mean, Boston's a phenomenal team. It went really well. Um, you know, for the Lightning, they just, you know, it could have, it could have, a couple games could have went either way, but man, strong effort, um, dominant effort, and I'm happy they, they're moving on and playing again tonight. Brian Guy, you have anything to add to that? Uh, like Paul, I was uh, a little concerned after game one, but, uh, they said after game one, Cooper had a, they had a practice over at the Brandon rink and Cooper put him through, put him through the ringer. They said and bag skating and, you know, just an intense practice. And you know what? Not, the next four games, they looked like the most dominant team in the show right now. And, uh, if they can carry, uh, that kind of presence over with the depth they have, there should be, uh, should be no problem making it to the cup because I don't see anybody stopping that team that uh, shellacked Boston in the last you know week. You know, I was at game one with Brian. Um, I was at game five with Brian. I was at the watch party of Brian. Yeah, Brian and I watched a lot of this, so um, hell of a series. Hopefully we got another uh, two to three weeks of that. Well, let's uh, let's quickly run through the that last round there. Um, obviously the Lightning are going to be playing the Capitals, but – Capitals finally make their push through the Penguins, and what a delight it is. I cannot stand the Penguins. I have all the respect in the world for Crosby being one of the best players in the world, obviously, besides Connor McDavid and Ty Bertuzzi. Um, Coming in at third would be Sidney Crosby, but uh, so nice to see Ovi finally break through, and he's not just breaking through and, you know, letting his, you know, his team has been basically a powerhouse the last few years winning the president's cup and everything. But now these guys have kind of fallen under the radar a little bit. They still won the division, but um, I think all the pressure's off, which kind of really gives them the momentum that they need to jump through. And they push through with the four to two series win over the penguins um, and Ovi scoring goals, man. He's not just sitting back letting his boys do it. He is producing and that's exactly what they need to do. But now they got to go up against the Lightning, and the Lightning have a whole different animal when it comes to defense. You got Hedman, you got McDonough, you got that Swedish machine, Strawman. I mean, good God. Tampa's defense is stacked. What else you got, Polly? I love watching Kuznetsov play. Um, I, I want to say I scouted him on my fantasy team before he was a star a couple years ago, so I've always liked the guy. Um, I like his little bird move, Selly. Not too bad. Um, He's got wheels, man. Um, you know, add in Oshi, everyone, you know, Oshi, add in um, Carlson on defense, you know, um, 
Jake Verana, Backstrom, if he ever gets healthy. I mean, they, they have a good squad. I mean, I'm excited. They made the conference finals. I'm excited. They pushed past the barrier. I mean, I don't think they're making anywhere else, but hey, good for them. They made it this far. Now, let me throw this question at you, boys. Lightning are playing Capitals, and we'll kind of revisit and get into our um, get into our predictions here shortly. But you go from playing a rat like Brad Marchand against the Bruins last round, and now you're up against a giant rat in Tom Wilson, and that boy can knock off some blocks, that's for sure. Are you guys nervous about who he's going to be targeting? He's going to catch somebody with their head down. And, uh, I mean, the guy – He's a force out there, especially come playoff time. I would really have my eye on him, but I mean, he could do something stupid and get suspended for the rest of the playoffs too. I just hope that he doesn't injure anybody. Is the scary part? Yeah, I mean, playing against him, they're going to be looking for him. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a concern. But you know, it's not the first time they played him. Not the first time they played against guys who uh, you know, are big hitters. I mean, they'll find a way to push through. I hope. Um, we'll see how it goes. What are your thoughts on that, Brian? There was, there was one part of me that kind of wanted them to play Pittsburgh. It was the reason that Pittsburgh didn't really have a meat-seeking missile on their team like uh, like Tom Wilson has, has been. Because obviously you don't want anyone getting hurt. But if you look at the even the four teams that are left now, two of them have an absolute monster back there that can destroy people. And one's Wilson and one's Buffalo in the West. So – those are the only two worries you got really with um, teams like that. But uh, I think if the Bolts can kind of shut down the uh, Ovechkin-Kuznetsov duo, I think the depth just uh, takes over and, and the speed. I don't think Washington's too strong in the in the bottom half of that lineup. Well, let's also quickly revisit before we jump over to the West. Remember back in the day? Capitals had this guy, this young stud that they ended up trading away, you know, not really knowing what his true potential was. And uh, they traded for a gentleman named Martin Erat. Do you remember who they shipped away in order to get Martin Erat? Uh, that would be Phil Forsberg. Good God <laughs> in heaven. Can you imagine Nicholas Backstrom, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Forsberg, Oshie, it goes down the list, man. I mean, they have a lot of weapons, but they ship somebody like that off who's just kill- – well, <laughs> used to be and, killing it, I guess, for, for Nashville. Is E-Rat even around anymore? A lot of rats in today's discussion. Imagine, imagine also if Mike Green was still on the blue line too. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, let, let's, just, let's just talk about this series and make some predictions before we jump back and forth a little bit. I mean, let's just uh, – I mean, the Caps, if they get on the power play – and the refs have a lot of say in how they're going to call the game. Hopefully they put their whistles away. But, um, you know, if they have a power play, they have a deadly power play. Um, I think we have more depth. But, you know, if Tom Wilson starts knocking guys out, you know, might have people keeping their heads on a swivel. Might have people second-guessing some things that happen. I mean, anything could happen tonight. I do know I'll be on the glass for game one watching it, and I give you the, you know, the most accurate account being that close. Why don't we get into final predictions and we'll move over to the West. Um, Bragg, I want you to start us off. Lightning Capitals, Eastern Conference Finals. What are your predictions here for the series? I uh, wanted to take Bolts in five because I think they dismantle them. I actually wanted to take Bolts in four, 
but let's give Washington a little credit here and at least say uh, Bolts in six. Paulie? I'm also – I'd love to – I'm going to go Bolts, of course, because that's who I am. But I'm going to do Bolts in six as well. I'd love for them to do it at home in game five. But, you know, the Caps are no joke, so we'll go Bolts in six. Yeah, and again, you know, I have all the respect for the Capitals. Ovi, um, one of the best goal scorers uh, in the NHL history. Um, but with this Bolts team and their depth on defense, I think they can shut them down. And it's going to be a Bolts sweep. I knew he was going to say that. Um, you know, funny enough, back in uh, that 14-15 cup run, I think the Bolts actually swept the Caps in the first round. Brian, do you have to know offhand? Uh, do not have a fact check on that right now, but it sounds accurate in my head. Okay. Well, let's switch gears and head over to the wild, wild west, man. Game seven last night, actually, Nashville, Winnipeg in Nashville, all signs pointing to Nashville being the president's trophy taker this year, being at home in an environment that is very hard for another team to play in. And then Winnipeg shows up and just curb stomps them, sends them home for the season. Carrie Underwood's in there crying. People are upset. Winnipeg walks away with a smile on their face, and they have made it to the conference finals. Bring back Team Usulani right now. Do it. I'll tell you, I think uh, President's Trophy curse was in full effect for Nashville, unfortunately. Um, I wanted to see them push through, but, you know, Winnipeg looked way too good. Uh, Nashville kind of fell apart a little bit. Uh, pretty bad call at the end there. Did you see that? The slash on Johansson? Yeah. I mean, you're going to call that with that much time left. I mean, come on, refs. No, call it. Call if it's a broken stick. If you break the guy's stick, it's understandable, whatever. But you knock it out of his hand in playoffs, game seven, game's already kind of going against Nashville, and then you call that, and that was just a nail in the coffin right there. I mean, there's some penalties that, like, there's no way you could avoid them. Stick, you know, cross-check, things like that. Some things are, are blatant penalties. Some things are kind of questionable. Like this, it, to me, it's just a little soft. I just would love to see uh, them not make that call. Maybe give Nashville a little more fighting chance to try and get back in the game, even though they had a huge hill to climb. But it is what it is. It's done now. The biggest problem that Nashville had was, number one, Pecorine's inconsistency. Um, I think even on Spit and Chicklets this morning, they were talking, um, I think in like his 19 last playoff appearances or something like that, he's been pulled six times or something crazy like that. Yeah. We'll have to have Bry fact check that. But if you're starting goalie, who is a Vezina candidate and had one of the best seasons uh, in his career, uh, could pop Vezina this year. And then, you know, you just – it's all about momentum in playoffs, man. You let in a couple shitty goals. He got pulled in game seven. And now here they are, uh, you know, hitting the golf course already. So – it's tough to see Nashville because they're such a promising team, but Winnipeg, just with that firepower that they have, man, these guys are the real deal. And I think Las Vegas is going to be in trouble. I'll tell you, I love Pekka Rene. Um, he's been my fantasy keeper goalie for a couple seasons now. I am fully invested in him. Great guy. Everyone loves him. Um, and awesome during the regular season. What happened this playoffs, how he fell apart. Just, it's a bummer, man. I mean, I know he wants to win a cup. I know the team counts on him for a lot. I mean, they have a great backup in Soros, but hopefully uh, 
he retools, regroups next season, locks it down because, you know, whether it's mental preparation or maybe he has some injuries or I don't know what's going on, but that's a shame, man. He's a great goalie. It seemed like everyone in the world was leaning towards Nashville getting the W here, um, except for one guy, and his name's Brad Guy. Brad Guy, your bracket, yeah. you had Winnipeg beating Nashville. Can you walk us through your thought process on that? Yeah, when I was picking my bracket, my brain goes, yeah, Winnipeg's really good. I think they're going to really do good. Well, let's uh, let's put them up there because nobody else is going to do it. And everyone's got – I got questioned a lot, actually, about that one. And now I'm just waiting for my check to show up in the mail. So. Well, you pretty much uh, beat our pool, so good job, man. There's no way to chase you now that Winnipeg is making it there. Um, if Nashville would have won, it would have been between Brando and myself um, or someone else named Brando. I'm not sure who that was um, in our bracket. Um, interestingly enough, I – I put my bracket in the Barstool sports bracket out of 12,000 people. And I think I was rated 57 at 12,000. So did something right, but not as good as you, Brian. So good job to you, my friend. A couple more brackets. I'm, I'm, I'm in line to uh, win one of the uh, Iris 31 ones as well, where I get a bunch of free gear. You know, I saw your bracket. You picked Vegas and Winnipeg. You had the complete left, <laughs> west side, right. And he totally screwed it on uh, the east side. I don't know what happened except for the lightning, but almost, man. I, I took uh, in, in the east, I had Columbus winning. I yeah. was looking real good after those first two games. <laughs> I was getting on everyone's face, and, and then, then it kind of backfired. But Yeah, I had Columbus too. So, Well, it happens. I think the, I had, you know, Pittsburgh beating Washington, and then, well, pretty much like everyone else, I had the Bolts and uh, Nashville in the finals, and Obviously, Nashville's gone. We're moving on. Winnipeg is looking strong. Um, to quickly recap the other West matchup, um, Winnipeg is taking on Vegas, and Vegas had to roll through the San Jose Sharks that were looking really good after that first round. But then Vegas shows up and, again, surprises the world and beats Vegas 4-2 to two in the series. Brad Guy, tell me a little bit about Vegas and San Jose. What are your thoughts? Um, I've been since week one. I've been saying to myself, "When's Vegas going to lose?" And they're they're not doing it. Which is, it, it's it's almost. Uh, I read that it's, it's too soon for them. Meaning, you, you know, you get too much uh, too much success too quick out in Vegas, and then you know the, the fans don't won't have anything to. Uh, to, to really strive for in the future. They're getting, they're getting it hand, handed to them the first year when, you know, all these teams, especially like, like Washington or, or, you know, other guys making playoffs, like haven't even got a, a, a whiff of, of what's happened in, in 20, 30 years. So a little, little spoiled, I think out in Vegas, but uh, they've earned everything they got. So can't, uh, can't fault them there. A little footnote. I didn't choose Columbus. I think I wanted to, but I ended up didn't putting the capital. So, all right. Anyway, I would have, I would have fact checked you on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. It just kind of came out. Um, you know what? I'm excited about Vegas and I'll tell you uh, with Winnipeg, you know, people are like, what's the answer to Buffalo? What's the answer? I'll tell you what the answer is. At least the way I hope it is. I hope it's Ryan Reeves. You know, they, Vegas got Ryan Reeves from Pittsburgh to be the big bruiser, the big body. I feel like he's the only guy that can challenge Buffalo. Um, and take him out or hit the body on him and kind of make him think a little twice before he starts bullying people. So I would, 
like to think Vegas will do that. I mean, Reeves is only getting about 10 minutes a game. Buffalo's getting about 30 minutes a game. But, you know, to have those two show down, man, heavyweight match. That is the heaviest of heavyweights. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I forgot about Reeves even playing on Vegas, man. And if he's in the lineup and he's out there, and big buffs in the corner, you know he's going to try to put him into another century, man. He's going to go after him. Um, it'll be pretty fun to watch, man. But, you know, big buff, he's he brings more to the table than Reeves does. Obviously, Reeves with his physical, uh, his physicality and uh, getting pucks deep and just playing, you know, playing tough. Uh, big buff, I mean, running, running around out there on the power play. He's got a cannon of a shot. Um, Buff's not gonna, he's not gonna get into the extra shit with Reeves, man. Reeves is gonna try to get him to drop the gloves and get him off the ice for five minutes, but you, you know, Buff, he's, he's worth more on the ice than he is in the penalty box dropping the mitts. So maybe in game one to kind of send a message, I think they might kind of go at it a couple times there for the whistle, but unless Reeves just absolutely like trucks line a or somebody i can't really see bufflin getting too involved um, with all the extra bullshit so i guess we'll have to wait and see but um now's the important part predictions western conference finals i'm going to start it off and say i really like what winnipeg did and i have been rooting against vegas this entire season as well as many other people so i am going to go a winnipeg win in four games sweep. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, um, you guys realize at this point, there is a 50% chance that Vegas is going to go to play for the cup. That is mind blowing in itself for all the statisticians out there. And people like they, every round, they, they keep going to these stats or records. Like an expansion has never got this far, has never done this. I mean, people are just losing their mind each round they get. Um, I like what Vegas is doing. I have a friend that was just out there, and he said that when when he was in Vegas, like every bumper sticker had like a Vegas Gold Knights on it. People are have jerseys, hats, walk on the streets. I mean, the whole city is completely embracing it. Um, plus, I feel like they're one of the easiest bandwagon teams for people in that area. People new to hockey, like they got the hype, and um, their logo is kind of like Magneto's helmet. So, I mean, that's interesting for Vegas. Winnipeg basically has the whole country of Canada. Uh, backing them up. I mean, you have a whole country behind them. Uh, you know, so this is going to be a really good showdown. I've doubted Vegas all along, um, but I do remember the Florida Panthers, how far they made it in their second season. Um, I'm going to go with Vegas going to the cup in my prediction. I'm going to say seven. Right, guy? Well, I'm kind of torn in this one because if uh... – if Winnipeg wins, I'll, I'll win another, you know, another bracket. But, uh, man, do I want to go out to Vegas for a Stanley Cup game? And, and the flights to Winnipeg are very expensive, and it sucks up there. <laughs> I'd rather not make that trip. So let's go. Oh, uh, you're not supposed to say it sucks up there, just so you know. <laughs> does. <laughs> give, me, give me Vegas and five. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna roll it somehow. Wow. Wow. The best part about Vegas is that they, they have nothing to lose. They've already been setting records. They've already been coming this far. Um, you know, if they lost, then their season is still a success. So all they can do is go out there and play their balls off and beat a team, a powerhouse like Winnipeg. And if they do, then that is just flipping amazing. But um, 
I just don't think they can do it. But you know what? I've been wrong every single time uh, for almost all of my predictions. I'm going to be right eventually. So hopefully I get at least one sweep here in the conference finals. If not, obviously there's going to be a sweep somewhere in the Stanley Cup finals as well. But um, I think all the sweeps are done. Nobody wants to see a, a sweep in the, in the Cup finals. Come on, man. <laughs> Golden night-night. <laughs> one can only dream, man. Well, hey, buddy. Um, you know, that kind of wraps it up for the NHL conference. Well, actually, uh, hang on one sec before we wrap it up. So, so Brian and I basically just said that we're predicting Vegas and the Lightning play each other in the finals which would be insane if they did a uh, big party down here, big party in Vegas. Bri, if that happens, do you want to take a trip to Vegas with me? Um, I'm already booking it. You're already booking it. I will go yeah. with you. Um, you know, what's also interesting if this happens, I mean, obviously we're all through is are pulling for the lightning here with our predictions, but if the lightning play Winnipeg, they will get home ice advantage because they beat us by one point in the regular season. If the lightning play Vegas, we will get home ice advantage, which I find really interesting because we basically had um, the gift of having weekend after weekend after weekend games here in Tampa, you know, three o'clock Saturday, next week, three o'clock Saturday, three o'clock Sunday. I mean, it's been awesome here while the team we're playing against is getting these like Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, shitty night games. Um, I would love for us to get some home ice advantage here in Tampa. That would be huge. So if Winnipeg wins, they get, Home ice advantage. Correct. By one point. They had 114 in the standings. We had one. The Lightning had 113. Well, that definitely, you know, plays a big role. However, a lot of teams aren't even winning games at home in the playoffs. So, really, I guess, you know, it's uh, just kind of a toss-up anyways. But that is a, a good point. Um, nonetheless. Okay. I digress. Go back right to your – Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we were just wrapping things up. Um you know, just kind of looking at other things around the, the world of hockey and um, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms team in the AHL, the minor league affiliate to the Flyers. They went to a five-overtime game. Um, I don't even know who they played. Do you guys know who they played? I don't know who they played, but that's just amazing. Five OTs. Holy shit. Dude, Alex Lyon, their goaltender, had 94 saves, dude. That is incredible. So tighten up that, you gotta tighten up that defense. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, one of my dreams as a fan and one of my bucket list experiences I want to do is I want to – I've told you guys, a few of you guys before, I want to be at a home game that just goes into OT after OT after OT. We're talking like three, four, five OT, just a playoff game where I'm at family arena or anywhere i'm just there all night long until like two in the morning just loving it i mean basically that's the plan the longest i've ever been to a ot game was when the lightning played the rangers and went to uh double overtime and kucherov scored like two minutes into it so it was barely a double overtime game but i would i've watched a couple games till two or three in the morning i feel like over the years i watched when colorado beat the panthers in that game four that was like 1.30 in the morning or not. I would like to be present at one of these just long, exhausting games where the players have just slowed down so much and you're rolling that fourth line and everyone's just barely moving out there. And, you know, hopefully I could find someplace that still serves beer there. That would be great, the party deck or something. But that's the dream right now. Brad Guy, you got anything to add there? If, if that's your dream, that 
that sounded like I'm getting real sober towards towards uh, OT number six or whatever you're sitting. There. <laughs> That's the kind, oh, of story you could, the kind of story you could tell your kids. Like, I was once at a game that went to like you know six OTs, and we were there until three thirty in the morning, and people fell asleep right next to me in the arena. You know, that, that's an experience. Um, not the dream, one of the many dreams I have. I have I'll, I'll take a double double OT win and, and be cool with it, and still leave with a minor <laughs> buzz. Damn. Well, hey, man, Braga, we can't thank you enough for, for coming on and joining us on this episode. I wanted to ask you a question. Is there anything interesting that happened to you last weekend? Besides going to the going to the Bolts game and sitting in some sweet seats? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a boring – oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> so this is – Completely off base, off topic, but we'll share it with the boys because they like a good, uh, good bumble story. <laughs> so a couple months, a couple months ago, I matched with a girl. Um, we, we chatted up for a little bit. I'm going through the pictures. I'm a little suspect because none of the, none of the photos are the right angle to kind of figure out if this is a, um, a slender girl or not. <laughs> so she randomly tells me she's like, "Oh, I'm at a hockey tournament. I play." I'm like, "Oh." And and I played hockey with a girl at UCF. You know her, Paul's Casey. We've we've I believe we've talked about this before. Yep. And uh, she happened to be my first in and out <laughs> when I was eighteen. And I asked, so I asked this girl on Bumble, I'm like, "Do you know Casey Corbin?" And she goes, "Yeah, she's sitting right next to me." Actually, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like, don't believe her lies. And. And so, you know, we chatted up a little bit, and I asked Casey, I, I, I messaged her on Facebook, and I said, hey, you know, this, this friend of yours, you know, what, what's her deal? She, she a cool chick? She goes, yeah. She's a, she's, a little, she's a little on the bigger side, though. She's, she's strong, I think she said. I'm like, oh, no. Strong? <laughs> and then, like, I went to a couple of, of, of her photos, and I was like, Ugh, no, unmatch. And so let's fast forward to Sunday. I'm with uh, – my roommate Chris, who's on crutches at Anchor Bar, and uh, he's getting ready to leave. And a, a group of girls at the table call him over and ask him about his leg. And one girl's talking about, "Oh, I had surgery here." And I walk over and I look up, and hundred percent, it's this girl that I'm matched with. I'm like, whoa, whoa, boy, head down, you know? <laughs> Hi, how's it going? I'm, I'm, didn't give my name, and and one of that that moment, I'm like, she gave me this look, like like she might have known who I was, and I was like, I kind of pulled my hat over my eyes and. And it actually confirmed all my worst fears. She was a monster. <laughs> I guarantee she 100% knew it was you. Uh, probably. <laughs> but I, but that's, uh, that was coincidence of the weekend. There you go. Uh, stories by Bright Guy. Bong. <laughs> Bong. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Well, uh, I mean, hey, man, I think it's, it's pretty much time to get going here because Polly. You gotta go to the game, Brian. Are you going to the game? I'm I'm going to a watch party. I'm just not sure where yet. Mm, come on down to Parish, Florida. Come join me <laughs> in my house on the couch, buddy. You got you got ball hockey tonight, right? It got canceled actually. Fishhawk backed out. They didn't have enough guys to come, so such boners. Yes, I will be at the game tonight. Um, I will be, as I said, on the glass. I will be behind. Uh, Vasilevsky first and third period behind him to the left, kind of where I sat during the skills competition. If anybody wants to look for me, 
I'll try and jump around a little bit. We'll see. Uh, if Washington scores a goal in there, comes to that corner, I'll probably be the guy flicking them off and getting on the news doing that. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I'll also be there on Sunday. If anybody wants to pre-party on Sunday, call me up. Dude, if they score right in front of you, lift your shirt up and just press your nipples gently <laughs> out of the glass. That way we no, know it's no, no. you. We, we need a beer monster on, on national TV. Oh, <laughs> dude, you need to get a, a custom lightning shirt with like a face on the inside. So that way when you do the beer monster motion and the, and the shirt goes over your face, it's got like a, it's got like an Ovechkin face or something like that <laughs> on the bottom of it. And you can, you can beer monster right through it. That'd be fucking titties, dude. I feel really ill prepared right now. <laughs> These are great ideas for yesterday or a week ago when I could have bought something. No, you got a, you got an hour, dude. <laughs> you can figure it out. Well, hey, boys, we want to thank you guys for uh, for listening. Um, apologies, we didn't have the uh, epi out last week. We didn't have a beer league game, and uh, to be honest with you, uh, I just didn't feel like doing it. So um, overall, I think um, you know, just really looking forward to the conference finals here. There's going to be some fantastic games. Um, I'm hoping to see a Bolts victory tonight. And um, Brad Guy, you got anything else uh, before we sign off? Uh, let's uh, let's 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 make that Vegas trip happen, Paul. This is going it's going down. I'm in. I'm in. Anybody else who wants to join, open invitation right now. Um, we'll come back with another podcast uh, probably uh, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Let's get halfway through the series and see how things are looking. All right, Brad Guy, why don't you sign us off, buddy? I expect a Venmo in the next day or so. For my bracket <laughs> and you shall receive no not yes. not not till it's over we want to make sure first of all you have to right. stay, you have to stay alive until the cup is raised first of all that's that's cool it, man <laughs> I'm trying to you pay just, for this vegas trip <laughs> you just threaten to kill him no but if he goes to vegas it doesn't make it like the second place collects the bracket which i think is gonna be me so. oh okay oh. Yeah. all right yeah that's called motive trying uh, please don't murder me <laughs> Yeah, well, you heard it here, guys. Paul just uh, pretty much admitted that he's going to murder Bry. But if it happens, great. If not, great, too. And uh, that's how we'll sign off, guys. So we'll see you next week. Peace. Have a good week, boys. Out. See ya.